Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Throughout the years, I have had my share of quirky and strange neighbors, but none quite as interesting as Eliza Munoz. I met her during my second year of residency at Baylor Medical in Dallas, and from that very first encounter, she immediately caught my attention. I was just stepping out of the elevator and jingling my keys when two people shoved their way out of the emergency stairs and up against the wall. One of them was a tall, slender redhead with a curvy figure and a short black dress with lace stockings underneath and pumps. She was gorgeous and vivacious as hell, but I immediately felt dirty for thinking such thoughts about a woman that was clearly old enough to be my mother. The man that was pinning her to walk was younger though, probably two or three years older than I, and muscular as heck. The two of them were kissing and moaning like two animals, and I rolled my eyes in disgust. Get a room, I muttered as I went into my apartment and closed the door. Even then, because of the thin walls, I could hear everything they did that night. And as embarrassing as it is to admit, I was extremely turned out by the vitality and sexuality of this woman. I was jealous, too, of a life that I probably would never be part of.
Two days later, I found out her name thanks to another gentleman caller, she had. This one was a Spanish dude that yelled and cussed at her when she threw him out and threatened her. Once again, I was caught in the middle and once he was gone, she ran out into the hallway and tossed his clothes like they were garbage. His dirty pants hit me and I dropped my phone mid-text. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, she said, leaning down to get it. If I wasn't already enamored by her figure, this view would have tipped me over the edge since all she was wearing was a thin nightgown. It's fine. Sorry about. Whoever he was, I said nervously as she passed the phone back to me. Julio, he's no body, hon, she said crossing her arms in front of her chest, and then her eyes drifted up and down my figure, like she was sizing me up. I felt so uncomfortable and had butterflies in my stomach that I didn't even pay attention to the question she was asking me. So she waved her hand in front of me and muttered, Are you deaf, sweetie? I said, What's your name? Richard, uh, Richard Prass, I told her. She told me her name, and I memorized it like it was the only thing in the world that mattered. When you look about my son's age, Have a good night, Richie, she said with a smile and closed the door. I'm not afraid to admit that I jacked off to her calling me Richie about three times that night and almost every other night that week. What can I say? I haven't been laid much since I started the job, and this woman and her abundant sexuality was driving me stir-crazy. Every time she would bring a different man home while I was up late doing studies and I would hear her and her lover rock the bed I would lose all concentration and just have to take a cold shower. Eventually I realized I would need to work up the courage to actually try and make a move. After all some of these men were even younger than me, so what was the harm in me giving it a go too? Life is too short not to take risks. I said those types of boosting phrases about a zillion times before finally deciding to go over to her apartment one night and ask her on a date. My plan was simple. I was just going to use some cheesy pickup line and return some mail that got accidentally placed in my box downstairs. Yet instead, that night changed everything. Her door was slightly ajar, as though her and her latest boy toy were in such a mood that they couldn't be bothered to even close it. I was just about to turn around and go home, deflated that I had come on a night when she was busy, when I heard what sounded like a bone crack and a squeal of pain. Immediately I thought she was in danger so I pushed the door open and stepped into the dark room. I heard what sounded like soft gasping and I whispered her name. Are you okay? I asked softly as I made my way into the small den of the apartment. The noises were coming from her bedroom. I felt wrong to intrude like this but it felt like she might be in some kind of danger. The sound of pain was getting worse with each second, and my curiosity got the better of me. What I saw is something I doubt I will ever get out of my mind. At first I could make out just the curve of her back, but it wasn't the same way I was used to seeing it at all. It was almost like she was twisting her spine around the man she was straddling, her body stretching and constricting to surround him the way a boa would. As my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I realized that was exactly what was happening. She had managed to contort her entire body and was suffocating the man the way a snake might when preparing to devour its meal. Her breasts were pressed right up against the man's face as he lost all consciousness, and then her mouth was stretching and detaching her jaw to allow room for her to swallow him whole. In the middle of this horrific scene, her sparkling green eyes darted up and focused directly on me. Not knowing what else to do, I ran. I didn't look back until I made it to my apartment and bolted the door shut. 
I hardly had time to even catch my breath when I heard a sharp knock at my door. Gazing through the peephole told me it was my sultry neighbor standing there in just a gown with her midsection showing and no underwear underneath it. Her torso was still covered in her lover's blood. Richie, I need you to let me in, she said in the most sensual voice. I closed my eyes, trying to shake away the visions I had just seen in her apartment, and I swallowed a gulp of air. I'm sorry you had to see me like that, Eliza told me. If you let me in, I can explain. I saw her lick her fingers as though savoring the last bit of the man she had likely just ripped the head off of. I ignored her. I thought for sure she was going to smash the door in and smother me, and I wasn't sure whether I found that idea sexy or downright terrifying. But surprisingly, she finally left me to my own devices, and I slid down onto the apartment carpet and gave a long sigh of relief. I didn't sleep one wink. I just sat there listening to the sound of her finishing her meal and shuddered involuntarily. I think I might need to break my lease. Part 2. After my first encounter with Eliza, I did my best to try and avoid any contact with her at all. I think what was the most infuriating was the fact that even though I knew what she was doing to these men, when I heard her getting raunchy it took almost all of my willpower to not get aroused myself. Was this just because I was a pathetic loser that needed a date? Or was I really infatuated with a woman that was most likely a demon? I found out the answer two days later when we had another encounter in the hallway. She looked tired, like she had just spent all her energy coming up the stairs. Then she spotted me and pinned me to the wall, the same way she had that Spanish guy. What? What are you doing? I asked nervously. If this had happened a week ago, I would have been beyond thrilled to be in her arms. But now as her heavy breathing hit the back of my neck and she whispered, I need you. Now? All I could think of was I was about to die. I considered making a cry for help, but the hallway was empty save for the two of us. And the other half of me wanted this badly, even if it did mean that I was going to wind up a meal for this mistress, I was thrilled and enticed all at once. It didn't last very long though, that feeling excitement and titillation, because I watched before my eyes and this beautiful woman transformed into a monster from legend. First it was her teeth, those perfect rows of pearly whites suddenly became elongated and pointed, the way I'm sure many artists rendered vampires. Then it was her tongue. It unnaturally split down the middle, forking and sliding toward my neck, as though she were scenting where best to incapacitate me. Would I even feel anything? Or would this just be a slow, cruel death? Her power over me was unbearable, and I wanted nothing but more but to give in. Her seductive green eyes now took on a hypnotic presence. Nothing else in the world mattered except to become her prey. Her neck stretched, her jaw detaching itself in order to prepare to feed. And then, I saw shock in her eyes. I was pulled from the trance and I realized how close to death I had come. My arms were bruised, my legs paralyzed by her grip. And what was it that broke her ritual? It took me a second to see a man standing on the hallway, and it was he that pulled her from her next meal and tossed her aside like a rag doll. It took me another few moments to recognize that it was Julio, the angry lover she had thrown out days before. How could he possibly overpower this goddess? As I stumbled backwards and fell to the floor, I suddenly realized that Julio no longer looked human himself. His chest was exposed and revealed cracks in his skin that resembled a molten rock that threatened to burst from a volcano. His hands were sandpaper, coarse and brittle, but clearly not made of flesh. 
and his eyes, his perfect composure was now broken as his visage revealed actual fire blazing behind his irises. Eliza was not happy with his interruption, and immediately hissed back at her ex the way a spitting cobra would. They were going to fight, and if I didn't get out of the way I was going to be collateral damage. I crawled backward out of the way as Julio moved toward her again, slamming his fist against the wall by her head. You dare to disobey your master? Julio said in an inhuman voice. His fiery fury was threatening to spread toward other parts of his body. Eliza didn't bother to apologize. She snarled and hissed and leapt toward him, her fingernails resembling sharp claws. I was only a few feet from my doorway. Escape would have been easy. After all, Eliza had just tried to kill me, and I didn't feel like this was anything a mere mortal could be involved with. But I felt a tinge of guilt that I was considering abandoning her, especially as I realized that Julio was likely the stronger of the pair. He was easily blocking her blows, and when he did attack, it caused her perfect skin to appear burnt. Was he some kind of fire demon? I also realized that of the two of them, if I saved Eliza she would be thankful. I doubted Julio would even bat an eye at killing us both. It was for that reason I convinced myself to stay and see if she needed help. Immediately Julio grabbed her by the throat when she attempted to pounce again, holding her up and causing her feet to dangle. I have been waiting for this moment for nearly 3,000 years. Now, you will die for your sins, he snarled as fire bellowed out of his mouth and eyes. I instinctively rushed to grab a fire extinguisher. At this rate he could easily burn down the entire apartment. Without missing a beat I broke open the glass and grabbed the cylinder, pulling the pin and aiming it at the strange demonic man. Eliza was screaming and shrieking as he tightened his grip and tried to collapse her airways. Then I pointed it toward him and squeezed, sweeping the foam toward his fiery body. Julio let out a roar of frustration and dropped her, futilely trying to block the steady stream with his hands. I barely had any time to know what to do next, nor had I had planned ahead. In a few moments the fire monster would be charging, and the only hiding spot was my apartment a few feet away. I went over to Eliza and helped her up, limping toward the door and hoping that this would work. But she seemed paralyzed the moment I tried to go through the entrance. And behind her, Julia was laughing and spitting out more fire, eager to make us both pay now. Invite me, Eliza said desperately as I tried to pull her over the threshold. It sounded like a silly ritual that such a simple act could save her, but it did. A few simple words and she fell into the den of my apartment gasping for breath. Meanwhile, her hothead ex was stuck at the barrier, glaring at me. You should not have gotten involved, Gringo. Now as soon as you leave this place, I will kill you. And then I will kill everyone you care about, he said. I could see that the extinguisher had caused some damage to the left half of his fiery face, his skin cracking and collapsing in on itself as he winced in pain. And you are only fooling yourself if you think that snake will not feed on you once she is at full strength. You have doomed yourself either way, Julio sneered. Then he stormed back toward the stairs. I looked down at the floor at Eliza's unconscious form, frightened at what I had just gotten myself pulled into. Had this been a trap for her to ultimately get me right where she wanted me? Leaving isn't an option. Calling for help might endanger someone else. No, all I can do now is wait. Wait and hope Eliza is thankful I saved her life. Part 3 Most guys would think they are lucky to get a gorgeous woman in their apartment all to themselves. But Eliza was not an ordinary woman. 
if you haven't already heard my first experiences with her. The short version is that she is a beast in the bedroom, literally. Some commenters have speculated that she might be connected to the ancient beast known as the Lamia, while others have suggested to me that she bears similar abilities to the traditional vampire. Well, after what happened yesterday, I'm inclined to believe any crazy theory. The trouble started a few hours after Julio had left. I suspected that he was hoping I would let my guard down and venture outside of my apartment, but when Eliza finally regained consciousness, she told me otherwise. The Charuf must regain its strength. He will not return until dawn breaks, she said with a weak voice as she struggled to sit up. I offered to help her, but she hissed at me in defiance. If you were to come near me right now, I am not... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sure, I could resist my primal instincts, she said softly. I did my best not to twist that into some kinky roleplay and asked her what she meant. In short, Richie, I need to eat to gain my strength back. Otherwise, neither of us will make it out of here alive, she said as she winced in pain. But as long as he can't come inside, we are safe, right? I asked. For now, until Julio grows brains bigger than his balls and realizes he can overcome the seal by burning the entire building down, Eliza muttered. She was sitting at the edge of my bed now, her bare legs showing. I did my best not to get aroused. I felt like an adolescent, driven only by my impulses. It was embarrassing. She smiled, seeing my interest, and commented, If I'm ever supposed to thank you properly, then we need to get out of this mess. It didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what she meant, but I also understood there was an underlying threat laced in her words. If I couldn't save her, Julio would return and he would finish us both off. Well, it's not like I can just bring someone here and have you eat them, I muttered. Eliza blinked those seductive green eyes at me and pitifully asked, Why not? I huffed. I was a bit impulsive, but I wasn't stupid. You murder them. And last time I checked, that was a crime. She looked at me for a long time and laughed. Surely you aren't naive, Richie. In the short time you have been my neighbor, how many men have you seen me with? I didn't really know of a way to answer that honestly, but before I could even think it over she said, if these were men of any consequence don't you think that the police would be pounding at my door? I am selective with my meals. I choose scum, the lowest of the low. Those who deserve to die and who won't be forgotten by society. What I do is not evil. It is a service to the place that I have called home for centuries. In many ways it is like what a spider does to handle flies. I felt my mouth go dry and I looked at my feet shamefully. But, you also were going to kill me. A moment of weakness. I have been off my game. I have to eat regularly or my more. Animalistic side takes over, she admitted. I swallowed a gulp of air and looked toward her. I could see that a portion of her skin was peeling against her face and she looked away shamefully. This is also for your own safety, Richard. I was nearly ready to kill you. Without something soon, 
I won't be able to stop myself. That was enough to give me pause. I couldn't even imagine the lengths she would go to fight these urges, but it frightened me, and it terrified me more to disobey. So despite not having a clue what I was going to do or how, I left the apartment searching for a meal for a monster. Part of me thought that I should just leave, get in my car, drop out of college, and just get out of here. But guilt and probably a bit of curiosity kept me from doing so. Julia would be back and would kill Eliza if she wasn't at full strength. I couldn't have that on my conscience, especially after I misjudged her feeding patterns. I know that most people reading this will think that it isn't for her to decide who should live and die. But I've been thinking she's been around a few millennia, so I feel like she has a better judge of character than most of us do. And besides, even in my short time here in Dallas, I have definitely seen my fair share of justice that needed to be served. I don't know. Maybe this was my way of convincing myself that I could use my new connection to Eliza as a means to an end. Either way, by the time I reached the bottom follow and I saw my apartment super, I knew exactly what I was going to do. Carl has always been a jerk to me, and today was no different. Prass, what the devil are you doing wandering the lobby? You look like a stalker, he snarled as he spotted me. I thought of all the times he had joked and said I was fat or gay, or when he had flirted with married women and promised discounts to anyone who would give him sexual favors. It was disgusting. I couldn't think of a reason for why such a horrid human being had escaped Eliza's wrath. There's been a leak in my bathroom that needs fixing. Your maintenance men are slower than molasses. Can you come up and get it working so I can shave? I muttered. I knew he had no way of disproving it, and since it wasn't particularly busy, he went ahead and came along for the ride. You know if you were half a man you would be able to solve these issues, he muttered as he jiggled his keys to find the right one for my power box. Let me go in first, the place is a mess, I told him. Inside Eliza had shed more skin. Her upper body was looking more scaly and snake-like by the minute. When she saw me, I thought for sure she would attack. Yet instead all she could do was hiss weakly, food. I brought something. I admitted as I turned toward the door and told Carl he could come inside. What happened in the next five minutes is probably the most grotesque things I have ever seen. Seeing what she had done to a lover in the dark a few days prior was nothing compared to this perverted act in broad daylight. As soon as Carl was in the room, she slithered over to him and pounced. He was shocked, confused, and I think a bit enticed by her power. I didn't want to watch him get devoured by the monster, but I found I couldn't look away. First she crushed his windpipe so that he couldn't scream, then without waiting for any chance that he might escape. Eliza stretched out her body and allowed the folds of skin on the side of her bust to expand like a king cobra would. She lulled him into a false sense of security as she began to feed, digging her mouth into his shoulders and neck first. Before long, Carl looked like a disemboweled mess or a raggedy Ann doll that had their stuffing pulled from them. There was blood everywhere. I was doing my best not to faint. The rest of my mind was realizing that this could have been me a few hours ago had not Julio interrupted. That made me physically ill. Had that fire demon saved me? And if so, had I just unwittingly given my captor the power to kill me any time she wanted to? Eliza finished Carl a few moments later and then told me that she needed to go shed in the restroom. It was disturbing to see her crawl across the floor like a snail would, but for some reason I still stayed. 
She told me it would take a few hours for the old skin to be removed, and she's promised me answers as soon as she is done. I have been mesmerized by the bloodstains and asking myself, has this really been worth it? Part 4. I've definitely gotten in over my head here. Let's start with Eliza Munoz and what she told me after she finished shedding her skin. First off, when she left the restroom, she no longer resembled the gorgeous woman I knew. Instead, this one had iridescent skin that shimmered like the blue sky or one of those aliens off of Avatar. Part of it was disturbing, but the rest of it was something I was totally enamored. She really was a goddess in human form. Thank you, Richie. I owe you my life, she told me with a smile as she touched my chest and added that I should sit down. There wasn't much time left before Julio returned, and she said there would be a few things I could do to prepare for his arrival. It is not often that someone like me can even defy a cheruf. We are bound as their mates by the pill and long before we are ever created. But our ways have been dead for quite some time now, and some of us do not know how to move on. I have been gathering my strength in order to attempt to break free and thanks to you. I have my chance. When Julia returns I will kill him, she told me. How can I help? I asked nervously. The only thing capable of killing someone as strong as Julio is by performing an ancient ceremony to awaken the Wekuf. You could call them soulless demons. They roam the earth devouring all negative emotions in a vain effort to gain a sense of being, Eliza said with a scoff. The way she talked made it sound normal, but I was still perplexed by all of this. I don't think I'm familiar with any of this mythology, I admitted. Do I look like a legend to you, Richie? she asked, her eyes sparkling as she looked at me with that same seductive glint in her gaze. Was she really attracted to a loser like me? What could a pathetic human like me have to offer anyway? Okay, you have a point, but I don't want to get this ritual wrong. I mean, it's a demon, right? What if I piss it off? I asked. I will guide you every step of the way, she assured me. I checked the time. Julio could be back in less than an hour. It didn't seem like it would be enough to learn the ins and outs of a complicated magical system, but Eliza had faith in me, and I didn't want to disappoint her. Just by being yourself you can control them, I trust you, she said as she started to guide me through the different phrases. I could tell she was nervous. Would Julio return with friends to do her in? How much time did we really have? I was having a hard enough time focusing when she was in front of me. Even though she was clothed, her new heavenly body was just too much for me to handle. I wanted to touch every curve. Then before I knew it, there was a rapping at the door. Julio had returned. I know that you are in there, I can smell your fear, he snarled. For some reason I was feeling cocky and retorted back. You sure that isn't yourself, bud? Julio responded with a burst of fire under the door. I jolted back and looked toward Eliza in concern. Do you understand how to summon the Wekuf? She asked me anxiously. I didn't like the way she was talking. Did she intend to die here if I couldn't get this working? How did she expect me to learn this strange magic so quickly? I will give you one chance to make this right. Open the door and send that bitch to fry, and I will spare your life, Julio told me. I was desperately trying to finish the ritual, chanting the words that Eliza had told me to say. But instead, she chose to go confront the strange, fiery demon. Keep working at it, Richie. I will hold him off, she told me. I could tell she wasn't as confident as she should be. Who knew how much stronger Julia was? She opened the door, and the two legendary monsters stared down at each other. 
I worried that someone in the hall would see, but surprisingly there was no one else out there. Julio, you may have power over me now, but that is about to change, Eliza said with a snarl. It will be fun to make you eat your words, the fire demon said. Then she struck, like a cobra would that was ready to devour its prey. It was hard to focus on what she told me to do when I was hearing this legendary fight right outside my door. All of Julio's body was nearly transformed into molten lava, his mouth spewing fire as Eliza tried to wrap herself around him. The heat had to be intense because I could feel it from within my apartment. I did the ritual again, this time for real. I couldn't afford to practice anymore. Drawing the strange sigil on my floor, and then waiting for something to happen, was the most nerve-wracking experience ever. I could hear Eliza struggling to hold Julio down. Her skin was starting to melt. Every moment was torture for her. Then at last, there was a response from the air around me. Something that looked like a will-o'-wisp swarmed the room. At first it was gentle and soft, twirling about my body like a brisk wind. Then it became angry, unstable and fierce. It moved toward the two in conflict and shrieked its nameless fury. The sound of its arrival was enough for Julio to give pause. Then the spirit attacked. I have seen a lot of strange things in my few days with Eliza, but to see this bizarre demon disintegrating before my eyes, it was the most disturbing of all. Julia let go of her and stumbled backward, aimlessly trying to stop the shapeless entity. Then it began to make his body temperature increase dramatically. His own body cracked and crumbled. He screamed in a language I hardly understood and shot a few bursts of flames toward Eliza. But it was too late. Somehow I had successfully stopped this brute. As his body collapsed onto itself, the spirit twirled back up in the air and looked toward Eliza next. Did it plan to kill her as well? As stupid as it sounds, I ran up to block its path. The ghost ran straight through me like a bolt of lightning. It took Eliza's breath away and she fell to her knees, gagging as she felt it destroy her own life force. Then the spirit was gone, whisking away toward the sky. No. No, 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 I said as I fell to her side and tried to keep her from fading. It's all right, Richie. It's all right. This is what I wanted to have happened. At last I too can pass on and join my ancestors. I can be free of beasts like Julio forever, she said as she touched my face softly. I didn't think I would ever have a chance with her, but she pulled me closer and gave me a warm kiss. I owe you more than that. But circumstances don't allow, she admitted. I smiled and brushed her hair back. It was a pleasure meeting you, I told her. Maybe we can meet again in my next life, she suggested. Then her body started to transform into ash. She gripped my hand, gasping for breath to the very end. Then she was gone and I was alone, staring at the ash as it drifted down the hall. I like to think I learned a few things from my horrific experience with Eliza. The world is a lot more complicated and intricate than I ever knew and I think she actually taught me how to stand up for myself. I've been thinking I can't blame anyone except myself for my dating problems. I should put myself out there, and that's what I'm going to do. I don't know if that means I will ever meet a woman as intriguing as her again, but life is too short not to at least try.